Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today's episode of Hollywood Brutally Funny Reviews with the Vanacucci Brothers is going to be a worst of. That's right. After 11 episodes, half the season already behind us, this is going to be part one of a part two series of the absolute worst of of the Vanacucci Brothers. Philip and Trey Vanacucci have had a great time putting the show out, and based on your emails and responses, you are asking for more. So what we've done is we have taken the worst of the last 11 episodes and turned them into one episode. Again, this is part one of two, starring the Vanacucci Brothers. We ask you grab a sense of humor, get over yourself, sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh like no other podcast out there. This is the best of the Vanacucci Brothers, part one. Chunk had a dark side. Okay. Well, I see. I well, know like that you've Jared, done all the investigation well, on this. Chunk, um, this is what this is the difference between him and Jared. Jared ended up being a pedophile, and the, the people found the pedophile. That's not funny. We're not gonna make a joke of that. Chunk's biggest no, thing no. was dog porn. Oh, he, he liked, liked watching. Watch he watched. Dogs. He liked watching dogs do it. <laughs> he he didn't care where it was. I mean, he'd look for videos of it. People would post them online and just for Chunk. Go to go to YouTube and yeah. watch dogs doggy style. I mean, he had days and days of material. He would draw it on papers and dogs in sexual <laughs> positions. I mean, he got really off on it. Um, his favorite was when the poodle would get mounted by the German Shepherd. Oh yeah, yeah. He loved poodles. Oh no, yeah. He liked what he used to call way too big for that dog. Yeah, yeah. He loved that. Yeah. He liked watching Germans beat up on the French. <laughs> back to the future. Yes, we are Michael going J. back. Fox. Yeah, Michael we're gonna J. head Fox. back. Oh yeah, big time. These are films all, that we actually love. Yeah. We're going to go all the way back to when it was cool to bang your mom. <laughs> when it was cool? Still not good now? No, not now it's not. It's frowned upon. All right, hold on. Note to self, throw away bottle of ether. I mean, really, how many times do you come to your wives and say, look, my brother and I, we want to do a podcast that potentially could have us lose our medical practice. And by the way, we can't tell any of our friends about. No. But we could say, and it won't, fuck. Yeah. And it won't make us any money at all. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't say two-handed snapper just anywhere. <laughs> you know, you can't say, hey, Trey, Mush has we got were... a snapper. That was just, that's where I was going. <laughs> you remember that, uh, that, that softcore porn that HBO Cinderella. used to run? Yeah. It was Cinderella, and it would be that <laughs> every time she would have sex. <laughs> yeah. she'd, the king the was only... like, that's my snapper. Go ahead and let us know what it is, brother. We are going to be talking the Justice League. And now, back at the Justice League. <laughs> Everybody needs to know that in this version of Superman, he's a dick. Real world here, guys. Yeah, real We're world. We're talking dick. about the way it would be if Superman's a good guy still. Yeah. All right. But this is real world. And Superman, it would have gone to his head a little bit that but, he was 
Superman. Yeah, he grew up with these powers. He 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 was Superman. Exactly. He, he was better than everybody else. And what were you going to do about it? Nothing. Because he was Superman. Right. For example, the the general public. What the general public didn't know is that the meetings, Superman would show up, cape, top of his costume. <laughs> yes. From the belt up. From the belt up, he was dressed. From the belt down, he had it swinging. Yeah. And there was nothing anyone could do about it. He you couldn't say a damn thing. Plus, he was Superman. So it looked like a cow tongue. Yeah. The guy was hung like a fire extinguisher. And it would never fail. Every time Batman would sit down next to him, he would flop that shit right up. Oh, yeah. Right on the Boom, table. Right on the table. Yeah. Batman would sit next to him. Batman would say, Superman, you got a drink? Superman looks at him and goes, motherfucker, you know I've been drinking. I've been drinking all fucking day. What are you going to do about it? I'm Superman. <laughs> and take his cock and go, hey, Batman. And he'd flop it over his thigh. Boom, to the right side. And you could hear this meat. Because, again, think fire extinguisher. You hear that meat. Boom. Hey, Batman, do you have one of these? And Superman would go to say something, and Robin would run up and put his hand on. Uh, or Batman would go to say something, Robin would run up, put his hand on on oh, Batman's no, no. shoulder, and go, "Look, he's drunk. He's had a lot to drink." Superman go, "Hey, Robin, fuck you. No, you ain't my mom." See, the reason why Batman, why Robin would always stop Batman because Batman would mouth off every now and then, and he'd be like, "See this, Batman? You see this? What are you gonna do about it, Bats? Come on over here." And Bats be like. You know, I'd bust you up in a real world. And Superman would be the prick and be like, what are you going to do about it, Bat? Mm, yeah, Robin. Well, I'm done. And he'd pick Robin up by the back of his neck and just drop him drop over him to on his the right. Thing. He's like, what are you going to do? Throw a batarang at me? You ain't got to do yeah. shit. You know, and Aquaman would walk up and uh, Batman would be pissed off. And Aquaman would be like, dude, relax. The guy's had a oh, lot Oh, were we talking about the gay Aquaman? Aquaman would look over and Superman would be fucking juggling whales. Yeah, <laughs> just, to, exactly. just to fuck with him. Juggling whales, something huge, a car, a whale, no, and whale. a dump truck. Yeah. Yeah. And then and while he'd be doing it, just to be a prick, mind you, he's only dressed from his waist up. He'd be going, just to get a rise out of people. Wonder Woman would go, Superman, why do you even come to these meetings? Yeah. Why are you even here? And he'd be like, hey, sweet tits, come on over here and sit on my lap. <laughs> and she'd be like, okay, Superman, we've talked about this. Yeah. I, look, I'm a very strong, powerful Amazon woman. You're not calling me sweet tits. Yeah. And he'd be like, and there it goes. He'd take that cock, he'd flop it over his other thigh, and he looks at her with this shit-eating grin and go, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Because he can't. What are you going to do about it? What, are you going to get in your invisible jet and outfly me? She goes outside in the invisible jet. It's tied in a knot. I love it because he would all, he would also uh, take the invisible jet yeah. and move it. Yeah, exactly. And and she would come out to get in her invisible jet, and she couldn't see it anyway because it's invisible. She's feeling around for it. She's like, fuck, Superman, this ain't funny. How am I going to get home? And he's like, sweet tits, I'm going to take you home. Yeah. About the um, Justice League, it was very uh, racist, is what I'm thinking, because they had a dude named Apache Chief. Oh, that's right. And they gave him all the stereotypical lines. All the stereotypical, I'm going to cry, there's litter stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
And that was funny to me. He would do these interviews and he'd be <laughs> like, well, you know, I like to fight crime. And the, and the reporters would go, uh-uh, stop. You do it like an Apache chief. Yeah, you do it like that. Oh, <sighs> me like to fight crime. Oh, white man. Yeah, you know? how white man. <laughs> we need it done the way it was horribly it was horribly, horribly racist. racist and and to say to his superpower was getting big yeah it was it right that yeah. was the only thing he would just get huge he would just get huge and he would chant something yes. what was the he would he would say the um apache word for big man which is viagra <laughs> he would say viagra and he would be he would grow and grow and grow Batman was under constant humiliation from Superman, constant. And really, the the straw that broke the camel's back, it was right after the O.J. Simpson verdict when, <laughs> when <laughs> they were having riots in Los Angeles and Watts had been destroyed and they had, uh, you know, they were rioting in the street. Yeah. Well, after, you know, they had gotten everything under control. Because the super friends could do that. The super friends were there. And, you know, in front of the camera, Superman was straight. He was yeah, Superman. Yeah, of course. It was it was only behind closed doors is when he became a dick. Yeah. All right. Well, this was the one that broke the camel's back. So there the Justice League is standing there. You got Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, Robin, and they're all there. And now we have restored peace back to Crenshaw. Isn't that right, Batman? And Batman's like, yes, Superman, and and then Superman would butt in. Yes. We will get this area cleaned up, starting with Batman right now. And he shoved Batman into the street, threw a broom at him and said, Batman has volunteered to clean all this shit up. <laughs> threw a dustpan at Robin, looks down at his watch and goes, I gotta go. One last character, we touched on him a little bit earlier, of course, was Aquaman. Aquaman, and yeah. And Aquaman, was he didn't, you know, he tried to fly under the radar. He did. You know, he knew that he was no match whatsoever for Superman. No. Because the one time Aquaman called Superman out, you know, Superman's like, okay, uh, he was interviewing him into the Justice League. And he's like, all right, what's your superpower? And he goes, well, you know, I'm the Lord of the Sea. And Superman looks at him and goes, really? And he goes, well, yeah, you know, I talk to the animals. They obey my commands. In a blink, Superman disappears and he comes right back and he goes, I want you to look out into the parking lot. And, you know, Aquaman goes, excuse me? And he goes, no, I want you to look out in the parking lot. So, you know, Aquaman looks out there. There's two whales tied in a knot. <laughs> he goes, did you do that, motherfucker? And Aquaman, he starts getting tears in his eyes. He goes, why would you do that? They're beautiful creatures. And he goes, pick them up, motherfucker. Yeah, pick them up and put them back. And all the whales were going, <laughs> Aquaman goes, I can't pick him up. And he goes, ah, Superman puts his hand on his shoulder. You don't have super strength, do you? No. And Superman. Get the fuck out of here. But then what was funny is Superman picked him up, put him back in the water with their tails thing, and they were splashing around because they couldn't swim apart. They were just swimming in different directions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so Superman, standing there at the wharf, goes, you love the ocean, don't you, Aquaman? And Aquaman goes, yes, I love the ocean, Superman. I'm the king of the ocean. He goes, yeah. Superman just whips his dick out. It starts pissing right in the ocean. He goes, this is what I think of the ocean, right? <laughs> it's 
like that time that they were trying to get out to this giant fire that was started by uh, the Joker. Uh, he'd try to set half of Chicago on fire. Superman's like, all right, I'm on the way. And he flies off, and Batman looks over at Robin and goes, to the Batcave. They get down to the Batcave. Superman had painted all of their outfits pink. Yeah. And he had painted Pussy Wagon on the back of the Batmobile. <laughs> Superman... It's like, yeah, enjoy your pussy wagon. And Batman looks at Robin and goes, we can't fucking drive this. There's kids. But they had to because of the fire. <laughs> How about, you know, the bat plane? Yeah. On that giant big block letters, Cockmaster and his son. And they're like, why would Batman or Superman do this to us? Yeah. Why? We're on the same team. Superman flies back in. No, we're not, fuckers. And he flies back in seconds. This is ESPN live. Oh, Superman's just showed up. Thank God he's going to save the city. And he, he swoops in. He saves a kid from a burning building. He looks down and goes, I'm glad I was here. I just wish some of my colleagues could have joined me. But no one ever realized what a pure asshole Willy Wonka was right. to the kids that he brought in. And it's because you probably don't realize that this whole thing was planned. Yes, it was planned. He knew he was going to bring in a douche that couldn't do anything but watch TV. He knew he was going to bring in a spoiled brat that wanted everything now. And a kid that would eat. His family out of house and home. Gladly. Yeah. So here we go. Let's oh. dive in. Like, oh, what is this kid's vice? If I was some weird creep, how can I lure chubby fat ass into my van? I've got liquid Wonka bars. <laughs> yeah. Especially Grandpa Joe and Grandpa Jojina, they're in the middle. Yeah. How the fuck were they getting up to take a dump? They weren't. No. Um, it was Bucket, little Charlie Bucket, doing the wiping, doing the cleaning. Yeah. And then when they soil the sheets, what, three, four times a day? It was his ass hucking the stuff down to the brothel yeah. to get the sheets clean. Not only is Grandpa Joe got the life of a goddamn king, yeah. he can soil himself, he eats every day, and he can smoke all day long. <laughs> what else do you what else do you need? You know, you know I mean I would have pretended like I was crippled also if that's the life he's gonna live. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, that movie kind of terrified me about getting old because I thought when you got old that you had to lay in bed with four other people <laughs> <laughs> and not move anymore. <laughs> And now here's the thing, if you've made it this far into the broadcast, that should piss every one of you off. Grandpa Joe couldn't get up. He'd soil the bed every day. The second he sees that Charlie wins a golden ticket. He is, his ass is up and dancing. This motherfucker is tap dancing. Oh, yeah. Not just dancing. He's like... This floor's cold. Give me my slipper. Fuck it. Hand me the one with the taps on. He's like, I am Sammy Davis Jr. And he's tapping his ass around the room. And you got to look at it from Charlie's mom's point of view. She's thinking, that motherfucker. She is. He could have been doing anything. He could have. He could have been bringing in some money. Here's, 
here's what a lot of people don't know about Veruca years later. Clearly, she did not win or inherit the chocolate factory. No. But Veruca became a deviant, deviant lesbian. Oh, yeah. I'm talking the leather, the, not goth, but the black fingernails, the... You know, she her girlfriend's name was Diane. She'd walk into the big 18-bedroom apartment. Diane, I want the pussy now. And yeah. she'd make Diane do dives at any time. They'd be having a nice party, you know, <laughs> lots of friends. And out of nowhere, right in the middle of cocktail hour, Diane, I want the pussy now. <laughs> the friends would be like, oh, shit, Veruca's up on her high horse. Let's go. I want to tell you the tragedy of Violet real quick. Okay, Violet Bonegard. Yeah, Violet was the one that in the movie that blew up like a uh, blueberry, and blueberry. they had to take her to the juicing room to get juiced. Sure. Well, after she got juiced, she realized that that was a sexual gratification for her. So for the rest <laughs> of her life, she would keep her, her titties full of milk, and she would have people come over and just juice her. <laughs> so... She would juice herself? Yeah. That gobstopper was created for something else, and my brother, Trey Vanacucci, has the inside information on what that was. Well, a lot of people didn't know that not only did Willy Wonka do chocolate, but he did chocolate novelties as well. And I'm talking about chocolate um, sex dolls, chocolate dildos, pretty much anything you could make out of chocolate. And uh, the everlasting gobstopper was going to be his crown jewel. That was going to be the centerpiece of the Wonka porn collection. Of the Wonka porn collection, because it was going to be the clit on his chocolate sex doll. And you can lick it and lick it and lick it. And it never goes away. And it never gets smaller. Right. So they get in the elevator. They're flying over the city. And Wonka looks at him and says, Charlie... Did you like the factory? And Charlie's like, oh, Mr. Wonka. And Charlie's petting the back, or Wonka's petting the back of Charlie's head and kind of bringing him forward a little bit, saying, I hope you liked it because I'm giving it to you. And Charlie goes, what's that? And Wonka goes, this bitch, little motherfucker. So, and, uh, again, I, I, you know, I didn't write the book. I'm just. We're just here telling, telling you about the, the tale. story. Yeah, we just, we're here oh. to explain the tale to you the way that we remember it. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a shitty ship that started off this, you know, tropical port aboard this broken ship. The mate was a special needs sailor, man, the skipper an <laughs> alcoholic for sure. Five retarded passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour. Yeah. Repeat chorus. Three-hour tour. The weather started getting fucked. The tiny ship was rocked. If not for the beer-drinking lousy crew, the minnow would be lost. And it was anyway. The minnow would be lost. Yeah. yeah. The ship set down on the shore <laughs> of this unlikely charted desert isle with special needs Gilligan, the alcoholic skipper too. The convicted pedophile billionaire and his nasty wife, the porno star, the KKK professor, and the lesbian here on Gilligan's Isle. 
So let's take a real real quick look at, at, at the people there. I've got to address Mr. Howell. Let's talk yeah. about this for a minute. All right, Mr. Howell, a billionaire. Yeah. All right, convicted pedophile. All right. It was well, in an earlier case. They never really talked about it on the show. Now, I'm not talking about the actor himself. He was a great man. The character. The character right. himself but, uh, was a pedophile. But, Trey, let me ask you, who goes on a three-hour tour when you're a billionaire, which, by the way, his yacht... You could probably fit three well, minnows in it. There's a there's there's a reason for that. He was trying to get out of the country. Um, I, I it's I, I got a note here. He was definitely fleeing the country. Yeah. Because who goes on a three hour tour with three suitcases of cash? The guy had hundred dollar bills after yeah. hundred dollar bills. Oh oh, I need to go on a three hour tour, but let's let's take three million dollars with this because I may want to throw it at the fish later question if you're on that island and you absolutely have to have sex who are you going to have sex with gilligan or mrs howell i'm going with gilligan i would have to say gilligan as well yeah yeah i just um wow lovey just doesn't do it for me no. let's roll back real quick to ginger all right okay ginger okay because i know they did that whole maryland thing with her but what you don't know about ginger is you know her career it had already started falling apart <laughs> i mean she had the lead role in in a few of her porno movies she was in horny potter yeah uh, i remember that one it was a great film yes yes uh men in blacks uh-huh and uh, you know two or three other big titles uh but really she had really taken a dive after uh after her cocaine habit you know she needed to kind of fulfill that and she's like forget it let me take this three-hour tour and uh you know see if i can maybe get the the skipper professor to you know give me a little and you know the only reason <laughs> why marianne went Okay, is because, and again, God love Don Wells, but, you know, Marianne went because she was chasing that ginger ass. Yeah. All right. Marianne, you know, notice how she conveniently never hooked up with anyone. That's because she wasn't interested in anyone, yeah. you know, but ginger. Yeah. I mean, how convenient. They stayed in the same cabin together, kind of quiet. She had that whole corn pone outdoors southern thing going yeah. for and they didn't know that she would rather munch the carpet than take the beef yeah that is gonna do it for part one of the best of out of 11 episodes we've done in season one which we're gonna do 20 episodes in each season we certainly hope you've enjoyed these best of clips now yes we've done other shows we're going to do a part two for those that you didn't hear but calling it best of is a tragedy because we know everything we do is absolutely terrible but that's what keeps you tuning in i'm philip vanacucci my brother vanacucci trey vanacucci couldn't make it today but he'll be here next time thanks for listening keep on listening the best is yet to come 